Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do we have lots of Spider-Man E3 news? Do we have news about certain composers? Is Luke Cage on in three days? And is today my favorite guest ever on Marvel Movie News? Yes, this is Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you, our merry Marvelites. That is proof we do this show live. My cat is a bit camera shy. That's right. Today, Spidey Cat is joining us live in studio for glorious Marvel Movie News. I did try to Dr. Evil that intro, but my son was very nervous. (laughs) So welcome. This is episode 185. We are my lucky number away from 200 episodes, which is crazy. You can subscribe to to us at iTunes at iTunes. That's what it's how you do it. Just go to iTunes. You can subscribe to us at YouTube at youtube.com slash popcorn talk network. You can also find us through Popcorn Talk's website, popcorntalknetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at Popcorn Talk. Find us on Facebook, which we rarely use because it is complicated and hard to follow because there's a lot of stuff and it's mainly for politics and your family to tell you about their cute kids. And it's tricky, or more likely Twitter. And if you retweet a link whilst we're live, Aunt Manthony in the booth will retweet you. I wish I could track how fast you say words. <laughs> that tried. was incredible. Many have tried. Yeah. My God. It's like some people have typing per minute. It's just speaking per minute. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, my SPM is off the charts. I it's... forgot what I was going to say, and I was just like, wow, look at his mouth go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that Yellow Wolf, Tech 9, MGK, and Eminem, man. It's just I got, I got ready. Nice. Uh, and I also, this is stuff we got to say, and I want to get through it quick so I can introduce the lovely Marquia McCarty. Yes, it's me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Marquia McCarty. And joining us on the desk today... Hi, me, Amy Cassandra Martinez. <laughs> I am so distracted by Spidey Cat, but this is the best day ever. Yeah, you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And joining us for the very first time, not only my son Spidey Cat, but my girlfriend Sheena Lee on the Cosmic Couch. <laughs> so she will be cat wrangling today, Spidey. There's so much fan art of Spidey along with the show, I felt like he needed to be a part of a show. So, mm-hmm. episode 185, Spidey Cat's debut. Yeah, so handsome. Yeah, he's so, just chilling out he's right now. He's chilling. He's just being a cat. He's just doing doing yeah. thing. Oh, that's perfect. Being you can see him in the sweet. frame. So we'll periodically uh, ask Spidey's opinion about subject matter. Uh, you know, I'm curious what he thinks. And we're mm-hmm. going to start off today in honor of Spidey Cat with Spidey Man. Now, Spidey Man, the game, is coming very soon. Uh, it's been in the makings forever. It has us all very hyped. And one of us has played it. Uh, Aunt Manthony, could we see the feelings? <laughs> Okay, so I've played uh, Spider-Man on PS4. I'm here at E3, and oh my god, y'all, this game, it's absolutely glorious. They don't pull any punches with it. It is literally the Spider-Man game that you were hoping for and that they are giving to you. One part of this demo, I was... There were these armed thugs in a car. I jumped on the car and webbed them out of the car. There was this entire sequence. I am so excited for people to be playing this game. The gameplay itself is intuitive, and the controls are so great. The action is fluid. This is everyone's Spider-Man, and I am so excited for this. 
<laughs> so just, she's excited. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was just like, oh my god, what am I gonna say? I'm just gonna start saying words, That's and then the those trick. are the words that, that came out. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and then we have a, a gameplay video. Uh, I guess we can talk over it a little bit. Oh wait, is this the gameplay video? Yeah, it's like a demo. So you can okay. see just how insanely, like having not Ooh. played it. From the outside perspective, how intuitive the web swinging is and how, like, the game feels like what the comics feel like. And I just love the amount of villains and stuff. What was it like actually playing Spider-Man? It was really good. Uh, For those that have played Spider-Man 2 on um, PS2, it's a lot like that in the sense that it was... Such it was such a really great game, and that they get the web slinging right. That is so important. If you remember back when with Spider-Man games it was just like you shoot a web uh, in the sky and attaches to something. <laughs> or there were Spider-Man games where you literally could not walk on the ground. Like it's like if you went too low, it was just like it was just you have. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The like, oh no! Like, oh, because you know we didn't program the street. The neighborhood doesn't have floors. <laughs> That's hot lava. The the street the is hot is lava. Hey, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but for this, it was uh, the graphics are there, the humor is there with the Spider Man, and like I was saying with the uh, the web slinging, uh, it's definitely a part, and, and it feels so expansive. It feels like you can literally go anywhere, and you can do the um the main story whenever you want to. So that's something that I really enjoyed about. And it. I love the suits. I love the villains. I love the animatics. Like I love the the the, the story mode, and then cutting to the gameplay mode. It mm-hmm. looks pretty seamless. Uh, I love the character design. The uh, a lot of people have a problem with the white suit and it actually came up in our live chat. Uh, to me, it makes sense. I know it's not canon, but if the, if the world is so dark, you need a focal point. So the white mm-hmm. looks like it's a, a texture issue. You can like see the character better, which I think makes oh. sense. Because I've seen people play Arkham and I lost Batman sometimes. One, I'm not a gamer. I'm a side scroll guy. So when it goes 3D, I get <laughs> lost. Like platform. Yeah, okay. like I, Sonic's platform my guy. Games. I like to, yeah. you know, roll. Uh, <laughs> but I'm excited for this one because it just, this is going to get me back into gaming. And I'm so glad that it's as good as it looked that you've played it now. Like someone I know yeah. has touched this game which means it's as good as I've heard. Uh, and I, I can't wait to find who the sixth member of the Sinister Six is. I thought the trailer was great to allude mm-hmm. to, like, another one. Uh, it just looks so damn bomb. Yeah, and they um, in the demo, they had a uh, boss fight, so you uh, fought... Nah. Um, well, it was just the demo. That's it was probably cool. not going to be. Um, yeah. But I think it was, a, it was Shocker. Cool. One of my boys, I love Shocker. I think it was Shocker. Um, this this was last week and a long time ago. I just remember being really excited about this. But um, yeah, for that particular battle, the camera angles, um, and I even uh, talked to somebody like um, before I played it, and they even said, like, yeah, the camera angles are kind of weird. And then the camera angles were kind of weird during that boss battle, but this was just a demo. Right, right. So thing. it's evolving and always. And that's picking something really small out of this really epic size game. So uh, for you, Koi, that you bought a PS4 for, for this purpose. game, uh, perfect. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That was, that was a really great decision. I can't wait. And then I can go yeah. back. I can I can play old games again. I can rediscover things. I can, I can, and like gaming and comics are so like tied together. I feel like there's, there's like, 
comics are here, wrestling's here, gaming's here. There's like this Venn diagram of nerddom that I've just been missing like at least a third and arguably two thirds of it. Because like that's the nerd community, so I'm really excited to at least understand a piece of it. Uh, and in the live chat, Gamer Girl, the black and white guy is Mr. Negative, who's a Dan Slot villain uh, that came around not too long ago. By day, he is a charity running uh, helper of society that's friends with Aunt May, and then he's actually also a uh, like a leader of, of gangs and crimes, and it's kind of like the Doc Ock parallel to the 60s comics. So it's it's a he's a fun character. I'm glad he's not the big bad because he doesn't have as much like decades of backstory. So I'm excited to see who the big bad is. Uh, but to me, this game looks bomb. What do you think, Amy? I'm excited about it. I don't know if I'll be able to play it since I don't have a PS4. Sometimes uh, you gotta dig deep in those pockets that I, you know all that Disney shill money I got. Still waiting on it. What? Whenever, uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> every I'm show still, we do. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my Inhumans money. Yep, so, still waiting on that any, show money. Whatever, anytime, I'm, waiting for whatever the check goes through. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, for some of the drawbacks for um, Spider-Man 2, one of the huge drawbacks for it was, not for this game, Spider-Man 2 back PS2, was that people would be like, um, well, the side quests would get extremely repetitive. Mm. There's only so many times that you want to deliver a pizza, take a picture, or, you know, get someone across town to save on their commute. Or to the hospital. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm hurt. I need to go to the hospital. Like, dang, how many people are hurt in the city? Take care of yourself. How many people have to be all the way across town? So um, it didn't feel like I, like this was. This was just the demo. I only did like maybe three different missions kind of a thing in it. Cool. But um, it didn't feel like it would be repetitive like that. I think they learned their lessons. So. And the world building, like especially with the new technology and mm-hmm. after Arkham and all these like, you know, the lessons of, of game growth. I, I can't wait for this one. And uh, yeah. Spidey Cat, what do you what do you think? You gonna, you excited? Is there a Spidey Cat DLC? Someone in the live chat asked. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, he's excited. Go. He's ready. He's excited. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's, he's loving it. So Spidey's ready to play. Spidey's ready to share my attention from the PS4. I'm sorry, son. It's going to be a lot. Uh, <laughs> we're just, I'm just going to sit and game Cat and Lab. It's going to be glorious. It's going to uh, be great. So in the world of music, Captain Marvel... The Composer is somehow the first Marvel movie scored by a woman. I had not realized in all of the 20-plus films there had not been a female composer. Huzzah! So we have a female composer on Captain Marvel. Uh, I cannot pronounce her name. I'm going to get it wrong. Pinar Toprak? Is that maybe? I think it's Pinar, but I don't know. P-I-N-A-R Toprak. Congratulations. Uh, I'm really excited to hear this. We have some of her other work. She scored Krypton, which uh, you can hear here. Yeah. So, which is gorgeous. a DC show. That's right. Uh, Amalgam Universe. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about another thing with happiness. I told you cats love me. There's cats this love me. me. He's coming over to say hello. <laughs> There's something about me and cats. I know. Maybe I'm Catwoman. Or maybe I will be. You maybe I know. will become you that. Know. Oh, there we go. Um, but the, the proper Holly Berry Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, more like an Eartha Kit Catwoman. Yeah. I kind of want to pick him up now. Um, He's very Yeah, funny. and also she scored Fortnite. And um, I, I just want to say really quick, with, like, with this year, it seems like we're hitting a lot of firsts. And mm-hmm. on the one hand, it's like, oh, God, really? It took this long to have a woman just score a Marvel movie? And then also, it's like, hey, finally happened. Yeah, so like it's, it's, like, it's a celebration. I think it's like nice. perspective. Like yeah, like that. first uh, female cinematographer, uh, mm-hmm. Rachel Morrison, you know, uh, and then uh, Black Panther hit, hitting just like just about everything. <laughs> so it's like, yes, I'm, I'm glad that uh, all of this is happening now and we move forward into the future. Absolutely. Well, and it's also kind of shocking to me. I think I'm in the in the maybe not majority of us that think like wow really this hasn't happened yet this mm. is a first yeah well about time it's interesting like, when you realize that. it's a first yeah like 20 movies in i wouldn't have yeah. assumed that was a thing so it's cool and now it now that barrier's been broached and we can keep going like kevin feige said that was gonna be a focus of his and this shows man of his word kevin yes. feige 
beautiful yeah. hats. Uh, so now the Spider-Man game comes out September 7th. Just wanted to mention that in case you guys didn't know. If you're watching the show, I assume you did. Comes out September 7th. Uh, whereas the Captain Marvel movie will be out in 2019. Very excited about that. But before Captain Marvel comes out, we had a little movie called The Avengers. And Avengers Infinity War just made two billion, billion dollars. Good God. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I needed you for that, Spidey. I needed you. So, $2 billion. It made $1 billion in, what was it, 11 days? 11 days. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nice. That's an insane yeah. amount of money. Can you tell that we were rabid for this movie? Because we were foaming at the mouth for it. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Someone's come back to the uh, to the table to play. Oh, looks... No, not as shy. Not as shy He's now. Used to the room, all, used to you the know smells. what? Uh, all it was was uh, an Infinity War. It was. There Exciting. was, was yeah. Yeah. War. Oh no, no, he doesn't feel so good. Oh no, oh, no. <laughs> Spidey's okay. He's right here. So uh, for the, I, I'm sorry, podcast listeners. I'm very excited. My son's here. I. If so my AC in my apartment broke and it's very hot in Los Angeles today. So Spidey oh. is with me for safety. So if there's any time you're driving and you hear me just make sounds, it's Spidey Cat related. Uh, so Infinity War has passed two billion dollars. So that means and it only took forty-eight days. That is an mm-hmm. insane amount of money. It hit the one billion mark faster than any film, and now it is at two billion one million one hundred and thirty-six thousand three hundred and ninety-eight dollars as of like two days ago. So it's at more now because people have seen it in the last two days. Uh, it has joined the very rare film club at $2 billion joining 2009's Avatar which finished its run at $2.78 billion. so I'm hoping this is the first movie to make three I'm yes. hoping it gets a re-release because Avatar got a re-release Titanic which is number two at $2.18 billion, got a re-release mm-hmm. I think before Avengers 4 comes out this should get a re-release clear that $3 billion, make all the money because I'd love the one-two punch of these like the way Infinity War ended I'd love to see it right before going into four. Like, have that, and then healing, hopefully, depending on how it goes. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a whole lot Just of gut punches. It's going to cry. Gut punches, but humor. Yeah, and and then, in the dark. And then it's going to flip the script. There's going to be an undusting, and then goodbye, your OG and then characters. And forever. Yeah, and oh. then Bucky's going to be Captain <laughs> no. America. It's going to be five uh, hours either, of rough. Either that or it's going to be Falcon. Yep, they're going to come back, because the phrase that really stood out to me that time we watched it on IMAX was, we don't trade lives, Cap. That kept coming up, so mm. I was like, oh, at least Cap's gonna trade a life. Oh yeah, like that, like that. That phrase was said more than once, and they don't, they don't waste words. Marcus and McFeely are brilliant, so that, yeah, that, I think that expression is gonna be a through line in the fourth one. So you're right, like that's gonna, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be five hours of just boom. So it gets re-released, breaks three billion dollars, mm-hmm. uh, and then in so that's uh, one and two are both James Cameron, and then 2015 Star Wars: The Force Awakens made 2.06 billion. I do think in this run, Infinity War is gonna pass Force Awakens. I think we'll have it. Oh, it yeah. It'll be in the top three. Because that's at only 48 days it is in that top four. That's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's still going. I mean, uh, Incredibles 2 is, uh, did Man, 180, $180 million. Yeah. Highest animation of all time. Wow. Even adjusted for inflation, which I always check for. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. Citizen Kane made a lot more money than it looked like because the movies were, like, 50 cents. Like, you know, like, <laughs> adjusted for inflation, it's yeah. still the highest grossing first weekend. That's awesome. We'll see. And also, Infinity War came out at the beginning of summer and Force Awakens came out in December so it depends on on that as well oh yeah release is so important right but like those are the two big seasons so Mm -hmm. like they both had their right time to shine and like Black Panther came out in the in the off season up in like Deadpool restructured that time and Mm. then Black Panther's like well I know where I want to go and then it's just right in February (laughs) so I mean it's it's been really cool to see Marvel structure what the year can be it's not just two seasons anymore it's it's crazy Um, so it is not superhero fatigue 
league because in freaking Incredibles 2 showed us 100. You know, I'm fact, so that, sick of hearing that, that expression. That term just doesn't make any sense. Like, I feel like Deadline point. and Variety just like saying that expression. Like, there's so many articles know. that are like, Bleh. I think that if they say it enough times, then they'll eventually be right. Yeah, one movie's gonna do poorly, and they're like, Look. See, we so told look you. Look at what we said. Like, when Deadpool 2 made like 10 million less than one, they're like, Fatigue. And I was like, Or, it's like, you know, no, R, it's it just, made half a million. You know, that's like a really real good amount. Yeah, it's like with Ant Man and the Wasp, I know we're eventually gonna talk about that. But it's like um, with a projected for seventy five million, and I'm just like, yeah, that's pretty conservative. You yeah. know, I I think it's going to do better than that, and, but yeah. pretty conservative. And that cost, like you know, in the one hundred one fifty range. So, mm-hmm. oh no, it makes all of its money back in ten days. Like these like, are all ooh. incredible statistics. Many movies don't get to that point. So mm-hmm. fatigue's a silly thing. Now, speaking of Avengers four. Hawkeye is obviously coming back. <laughs> I'm not sure. It, it is news. USA Today is talking about it. Other people talk. Yes, Hawkeye will return. I believe he'll be Ronan. Um, there is the rumor going around right now. There is a solo standalone Hawkeye movie. That would be interesting. That has been popping up for years. That is apparently the newest rumor. Um, I, Do we want that? So the thing with me with Hawkeye nah. is Jeremy mm. Renner is so good at bringing heart to scenes with the mm. group. I don't know if we need just him. Like, I'd rather see Jeremy Renner the man do other roles. Because, like, yeah. Hawkeye to me is a great character, but I'd rather see a Black Widow movie that has Hawkeye yeah. in it for, like, ten minutes. Yes. The, the thing for me... Uh, Amy, go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, I think even not seeing him in Infinity War, obviously it shook a lot of us, but mm. we moved on. It's okay. So... We missed him a little bit, and we're going to get him in Avengers 4, so I don't really know if there is a need for him to have his own movie when we have so many other characters that haven't mm-hmm. really had that time to shine. And he's yeah. been like in the MCU since Thor. He's been yeah. there a long time, and he's mm-hmm. been in a lot of things in that smaller capacity, and then when he does shine, he shines. Mm-hmm. So I see why people want it, but I also like like that Boss Logic poster with all the Hawkeyes, like where Hawkeye is <laughs> everyone. Like, that's obviously something I love, Renner said something I want, but at the same time, like, is it something we need more than other things? I don't think more than other things. For me personally, um, I have no need of a Hawkeye movie. Um, in particular, because um, Hawkeye, I like him as a juxtaposition with all of those other superheroes. He is a family man. He's really good at shooting arrows. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, <laughs> the cool. That's, he's, he's the best <laughs> at what he does. And he does his best when he does not He does it with a, a humor and a sarcastic wit. And that's great. I don't need him in his own movie because um, also as cool as that character is, and like Avengers and and the such, I it's it wouldn't be as special if it was just him in an action movie. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, unless the only the two ways I'd want it mm-hmm. is a Black Widow movie with him as a supporting character, uh, and that wouldn't I be a would, Hawkeye I movie. I would be on board exactly with that. Exactly what I wanted to say. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah, yes, I would love right? to see him in a with a Black Widow in a Black Widow movie. Yeah, that and like would second work. to that, a Kate Bishop introduction because I love the Kate hmm. Bishop uh, comic. There's a Kate Bishop comic that ran for like 20 issues that unfortunately got canceled. That was like a very West Coast comic. It was set in Santa Monica and had a very different flavor and it was cool because you'd do this thing where you'd go into her perspective and you'd see like Target, Target, Civilian, Ice Cream Sandwich, blah 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 uh-huh. and it would give you her POV and it was this really fun read where it was like this simplistic art style that was really beautiful and it was a very lively comic and Hawkeye was kind of like this doofus that like got in the way but also was a mentor mm-hmm. so it was fun because he's like this mentor but he's also like the Hawkeye that thinks he's way cooler but she's way cooler so yeah. I'd love that Renner being like now that he's in his 40s playing that role I'd love to see like the mentor Hawkeye the yeah. other way I would want a Hawkeye movie is if it was Ronan and oh, we that. just you know went into um, uh, was it a uh, Salt Lake Salt Lake City Avengers or, or Great Lakes Avengers great, thank you Great Lakes <laughs> Very Salt specific. Lake City only in Salt Lake City we live in Salt Lake Salt we defend Lake it well City. 
you know, crime capital of the world, Salt Lake Rough City. Rough Salt Lake. Oh my god. But that world, like that has been something. a long month. <laughs> <laughs> but Ronan, like a like a like a lethal weapon, uh, you know, Hawkeye and Black Widow, like vigilante on mm. the edge. I'll take. But otherwise, like definitely a different thing. Uh, <laughs> so if we can go to the wide, my son has decided it is time to join us in the game. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, also in the world of Avengers. Yes, we have a cat on the desk. We do have a cat on the desk. It is my favorite, favorite guest ever. I love you, Spidey. We've had some great guests, but Spidey Cat. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. in the world of going forward in the cosmic realms, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has a bunch of stuff gearing up, and they're basically talking about how it might take place before you think it does. It might take Mm -hmm. place before Avengers Mm -hmm. 4, which... I love that they're even lying, like teasing us, or that this could happen. Like we joked about how, like, what if every sequel takes place in those two years between Civil War and Infinity mm-hmm. War? I think in their case, four years. Yeah, uh, between, yeah, between, yeah, and because that happened six months after Guardians One, so there's a four-year so, span. How that amazing a lot of stuff would it be? Happen. You get the whole team back, or, and they're evil. Oh, <laughs> they're evil. I like that. Is they're evil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like. Um, for it, I, I'm okay with it being a volume three with Warlock, with Gamora being, um, you know, like for realsies. Okay, at this point, at this point, Infinity War's been a while. Oh, like yeah. Gamora being for realsies gone. And then we have like this whole, um, you know, spirit world kind of thing that happens with Warlock. I would be really happy with that if, mm-hmm. if we did that. And it would be um, heartbreaking yeah. to visit a Star Lord like after all of this. But then also, it doesn't really make sense because when you think about it, Volume Three, they're basically all gone. Yeah, so, and that's tricky. So then it's then it's like, yeah, you might have to just visit that four years. So they actually said, "quote Here's the thing. I think it's important to remember: anything is possible in the MCU. Just because there's a sequel in the books doesn't mean. I mean, people become accustomed to time moving linearly in the MCU. That doesn't necessarily have to be the case. There's a lot of very inventive ways where the story can go. Sneaky, sneaky. Then mm-hmm. Joe Russo added." Uh, there's four years between Guardians 2 and Infinity War. That's a long time and a lot of Guardian stories to tell. Again, as Anthony said, don't expect everything to move forward in a linear fashion in the Marvel Universe. Now, that also talks about Captain Marvel, how it takes place in the 90s, time yes. not moving linearly. We already know 91 one of the such a hip year. Because <laughs> it's like the 80s isn't over, but 90s hasn't really begun. It's that yeah. beautiful, like, what is, like, I love 90s. Stonewash jeans, guns and roses. A lot of flannel. Tucking the, the shirts. But you'll still see shoulder pads and slap bracelets. Like, oh, yeah. Slap bracelets. They're both it's like that perfect I, I yes yes so yeah. I love the idea of them at least teasing us with that concept uh, Spidey's right here he's, uh, he's, he's catting he's catting uh, real good he's, he's catting real good now Venom in the world of Venom I am its loudest hopeful defender it's gonna be a rough October if it doesn't turn out to be good because I've been defending this since before Tom Hardy uh, now that Tom Hardy's on it I am, I am straight cheerleader uh, Venom could could possibly cross over with Spider-Man, but don't expect to see him. Uh, now, mm-hmm. this is a very Venom-only story, but Fleischer said, the director, Ruben Fleischer said, quote, this feels very much like a Venom movie. It's the introduction of the character as to where it will go in future movies and who he'll run across, I can't say. I mean, yeah, that's a great way to tease audiences, but what does it really mean? Uh, further saying, quote, here's what we're doing. All these characters are a part of the Marvel comic book universe. In that universe, they're all related to each other. Kevin Feige makes characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. These characters are separate, except for Spidey, who belongs in the MCU, which is why he's there. So, yes, but like, what do you guys think that means, these vague quotes? <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, I understand we're all a little bit hesitant, but, like, whatever happens, happens. Obviously, the movie's basically done. Mm -hmm. So I I just think we need to just be open-minded and see what happens with it. And we're obviously not going to see Spider-Man. But if there is that possibility in the future, then maybe that'll bring people to it. And John Schnapp thinks he's in this one. Like John Snap will, will swear yeah. up and down. I think I think um, when Pascal made that um, comment way back long ago that yeah that there's going to be some kind of Spider-Man presence in this movie. I'm not saying that it's going to be Spider-Man in an outfit like battling Venom. I'm not right, saying that. Right. I'm saying but like maybe like news reports kind of a thing or there's an awareness that there is Spider-Man in the world right. kind of a thing. Um, I and that. That would then be enough for Venom to, once he's uh, penetrated Eddie Brock's uh, reporter's mind, to be able to then be like, oh, yeah, that looks good. I'll mimic that kind mm-hmm. of look for it. So I think that might be what they mean by Spider-Man presence. But uh, we will be finding out really, really soon. I mean, it is only the sixth month of the year, and this will be in the tenth <sighs> month of the year, which is... Here's half over. Yeah. <laughs> what in the world? 2018. Is, we're as close to New Year's as we are from New Year's. Good God. That's terrifying. I'm not ready I'm for sure, time to keep I'm moving. I'm sure that's 100% <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's oh, so weird. Oh, no. So, I mean, in like 12 days. Because, you know, the 30th is halfway. But still, that's too soon. It counts. Uh, in three days, we get Luke Cage, which we'll talk about shortly. But before that, we need to talk about the movie that no one will be cheerleading. Howard the Duck! Uh, Leah <laughs> did Thompson. Any, did anybody here see Howard the Duck? Like, everybody's seen Howard the, the Duck? The original, yeah. The original. Oh, yeah, it's real. Okay, so it's just me and you, Coy. Yeah, it's, there's some sexually okay. charged moments that don't make it's, sense. <laughs> it starts out, oh my Hot and heavy. god. It's yeah. also a George Lucas movie. They, like... Uh, you know, you know, like that. Um, you know, Skinny Cow. If anybody's seen any of those commercials or any of that product, yeah, they have they have the cows that yes. are uh, extremely sexualized, but it's an animal. So what yeah. are you kind of doing? Yeah. That kind of happens um, at the beginning of Howard the Duck, like very quickly. So you kind of get that over with at the beginning, but then after that, there's an alien that you battle. Yep. And, cool. You know, he's a musician. <laughs> What does he play in this movie? I think he he played guitar and piano. I haven't seen it in so long. I think I remember him doing piano. Keyboard. It came out before we were born, but I have seen it. Yeah, I have seen it. In 86, I probably saw it in like 93. So, yeah, like most of the movies I've seen, it was like uh, sometime in the 2000s for some reason or other, some group of friends. But yeah, Howard the Duck. So Leah Thompson of Back to the Future fame was in George Lucas's Howard the Duck. Let's not let George Lucas off the hook here. Uh, <laughs> and now we do have Seth Green playing Howard the Duck in the Guardians canon. And I would love to see Seth Green as an insane, weird duck anamorphic yes. human creature. Uh, and Leah Thompson is pushing for this movie saying, quote, I love Howard the Duck, the person. I love the duck. I love the duck in the movie. Maybe I took my part too far and now I still love the duck. I wish that, they had, <laughs> I wish that he had had his due because I don't think they have the technology to do Howard the Duck well, so I hope that Marvel does do another Howard the Duck and does him proud. Um, yes. So they then asked if they think they'll make another movie, and she said, I don't know, to tell you the actual truth, I'm going to Marvel to pitch Howard the Duck a new movie in three weeks. I want to direct Howard the Duck remake. Why not dream big, right? You know what? If anyone's going to make it, it's Leah Thompson. She's got the heart, she's invested, she clearly loves the duck and the person, and I'd love to see Leah Thompson direct, so... Sure. I mean, she's not ducking around. Uh, uh, she's uh, a real. Yeah. And now that she's up, she's a real oh mother ducker. <laughs> oh my god. There you go. Yeah. Um, I could see a you know Netflix movie of it. You oh, know? that'd be fun. Something that I mean that works. And I don't, I don't know do how it. it would do in theaters, but on yeah. stream. Yeah. Why not? 
It'd be fun. We'll see. Just the idea of Seth Green possibly doing that role, I'm in. Yeah. Because that moment was so exciting in Guardians 1. Like I, it was, it was unexpected. It was weird. That was too. a thing. It was just like, oh, they own the rights to Howard the Duck. That was my, that was my experience with it because I was not expecting. Because he was at full all. like smoking and like I love that they went Howard the Duck like in the comics. Like he's more wholesome ish in like mm-hmm. a lot of iterations between the movie and now. But mm-hmm. Howard the Duck is like a crass character. He's he's more Deadpool than like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. So yeah. I really like the idea of this like chain smoking detectivey weird duck. Uh, <laughs> sure, and Anthony, would you watch Howard the Duck? Uh, the original? But the, would you watch one that came out? Oh, um, if it's Seth Green, I mean, no, wait, what was that? Seth Rogen? Um, Seth Green. Seth Green. Oh, it was Seth duck. Green. Yeah. Oh wow. Then yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to. Um, he hasn't done much in a long time, or at least anything I've seen that's mainstream. Yeah. Um, and I was a fan of his uh, Robot Chicken and everything, so I would love mm-hmm. to to watch it. And uh, it's especially like who they get to direct is like a really curious thing too. Yeah. Like um, who, who would be able to handle Howard the Duck? You know. I mean, well, Leah Thompson. Thompson yeah. She's lobbying for it. She, she wants it. All right. Well, and she's like she's the, the only one out there uh, saying rules. about it. So. I mean, we don't yeah, need exactly. we don't really need it, but I mean, we didn't really need a lot of these movies, so you know. I'm yeah, down. and her kids yeah. are both actors, and they're both they both have great careers. Like her kids are fantastic, so they could play, they could be in the movie. And Leah Thompson's been in the game for so long; I'd love to see her direct. Like she's been acting for forty years, so mm-hmm. I, I'm weirdly in. Uh, so moving from film to television. Ooh, hey baby! Is it TV time? Marvel movie news. We're talking TV time. Hey, cats love me. Oh, yes. Spidey, Spidey Cat was over here like, hey. He keeps coming over and being like, no, he's going to try to put me on camera and running away. I'm like, Spidey. Uh, so Luke Cage had a music feature at drop, and I have spoken very plainly about one of my first things in Luke Cage season one was introducing me to so much music mm-hmm. I listen to to this day. So let's check out this music feature yet. Paradise was a place that would coalesce all these different musical influences yes. and be at the center of the show. I love that they made it like part of in canon that people play. Like you get like a music variety act oh, in the yeah. show. You just feel the black experience. Yeah, it was like um, you know how we talk about um, New York and Harlem being that fifth character. Uh, well, like being an extra character with this. It's like this is another side of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there was your favorite one, Jadena. Jadena man. Yeah, I've seen Jadena three times. I own all of his music. Oh, like wow. Jadena became one of my top ten rappers. We saw Jadena at a club at like midnight, and it was one of the craziest audiences I've been to in LA, and that's saying a lot. Because he just did a random. It was it was him and um, Janelle Monae. And oh, like yeah, she wow. she did. Um, I think the the one that they did together was yoga. Yeah, yeah. But she did the whole show with him. She duetted with him. Like her dancers, like because he just was a pop up. It was incredible. Play with Black Panther. <laughs> to be a part of this world is like a dream come true. The little boy in me is like finally. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place. It's a great place. And I love that they made the music of the show, like you were saying, such a character because mm. now this featurette is as good as a commercial as anything for me as oh, a fan yeah. of the music in the first season. There's there's so much to to Luke Cage season two, like to um, grip everybody. If it's not the music, then it's going back into this world where there's like this political upheaval with a bulletproof man. Yeah. All of the uh, the social commentary that comes with. Um, with the black experience and then like dwelling into that you have um, uh, Cheo Hodari um, Coker did a great job with the first one everybody agrees that that mm-hmm. second half needed to have a different direction but when you see like um, that focus that they had um, I believe y'all played it last week where they had they were highlighting Sing. Mariah yes. yep. 
mm-hmm. is like, yes, that's perfect. You know, um, make her more into a cotton mouth like character. And learn the lesson. You know, someone that uh, he can't punch his way through. Because mm-hmm. she's politics, and mm-hmm. politics is a problem in, in this environment. Plus, uh, I love uh, the term, uh, was it dark chocolate Boy Scout? That <laughs> was fantastic. So, I'm excited for season two. It drops in three days. Mm-hmm. What are you guys most excited about? What's your big moment? Is it Bushmaster? Is it the direction? Is it the music? Is it finding out what Luke Cage has been up to? Is it Heroes for Hire? Is it Daughters of the Dragon? Is it I got I got seven? What else we got? Yeah. Yes. I want to see if Iron Fist comes out. No. No. I, I personally. <laughs> Sorry, that per- was personally. that was came from the heart. It's okay. Yeah, oh no. That was like a shock to her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I personally I want... love their chemistry together, especially yeah. in the Defenders. Yeah, Defenders. Like the two of them was amazing because he like he just kept giving him crap being a privileged white boy and not knowing how to hide himself like and then that's that was the it was a commentary on the first season of iron fist's flaws and it was very like look we messed up look we messed up so i think bringing him in and making him a better character in the other shows would help season two so i see i see the merit no, uh, i don't because it's luke cage's show so i kind of i don't want iron fist in there i don't want jessica jones in there well, colleen's there right uh there, there was that scene was that was that Luke Cage or was that Iron Fist that we were Luke Cage. It was Luke Cage. Iron Fist doesn't so, have anything so out yet. So with, uh, with that, oh, they, what? Iron Fist doesn't have any uh, scenes out yet. Got it. Um, so with that, yeah, I like that Daughters of the Dragon moment. And I especially liked um, the vulnerability of Misty Knight um, being aware of, um, well, she no longer had her right arm. And right. then mm-hmm. still compensating for it and calling yeah. being like, yeah, so what are you going to do, do then? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I enjoy that a lot. I guess just about everything. Mariah. <laughs> Mariah. Mariah, I'm really looking forward to because, um, you know, you don't get that kind of villain. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. especially this uh, villain that considers themselves a hero. Right, right. You know? And that's so what I said about I Bushmaster. Is Bushmaster, I want to see a different take on that kind of character. And uh, a friend of the show, Jay Washington, said that Bushmaster is, like, amongst the best Marvel villains. Mm. So that's high praise, because now that Marvel, like, phase three Marvel villains were all pretty solid. And Loki and, I mean, Killmonger, one-two punch of Killmonger Thanos. When you Now now when you say one of the best Marvel villains, the bar is so damn high. So oh, I, I'm excited for Bushmaster, personally. I'm excited about the music. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. just... This this show feels so different from everything that Marvel Television's doing mm-hmm. that I want to be back in that space. I want to be back in Harlem and, I mean, Mike Coulter, hello. <laughs> Big fan of his. So, yeah, just being back in that and seeing people kick butt, you yeah. know. What we expect from Marvel Television and everywhere. And that's out in three days. Yeah. So on Friday, yeah. you can binge away this weekend. Binge. Uh, I think what we typically do is we try to have the show watch before Tuesday. Lately, that's been very hard uh, as the Legion commentary we're about to dive into. Yeah. So it might wow. be spoiler-free this Tuesday, and we might do full spoilers next Tuesday. That'll it give is... the audience 10 days. That'll give us 10 days. So th- yeah. prepare for that possibility if uh, the title next week just says spoiler-free review as opposed to spoiler review. Just because uh, weekends have gotten crazy. And actually, speaking of weekends, uh, you'll be able to find... Uh, are you going to Vegas? I haven't I haven't decided yet. So maybe Marquia wow. will be joining us in Vegas at Fantastic Con. Uh, amazing Con. Amazing. 
Amazing, amazing, uh, amazing, loss, amazing, losses. amazing with the triceratops. Is that triceratops? Oh, yeah. I just call it amazing, um, amazing Los Angeles Comic Con. Amazing Los Angeles Comic Con in Las Vegas, which For I'm going to, but should learn the name of. Uh, is the 29th heroes. through the first. Uh, the Collider Gang is all going. Uh, the Heroes Gang. A lot of us are going. Markia might be going. I'll be there. Uh, the 29th, 30th, and first. The 29th is a Heroes panel. Like so, if you want to see what Collider Heroes is like live, that'll oh. be a thing on the 29th, mm-hmm. and then we'll be there all weekend we're doing a bunch of meet and greets uh drunk on the streets of vegas friday because i'm gonna try to heal saturday and sunday uh i got i got realistic goals with my liver and my expectations uh so if you want to if you're in the area if you're in vegas you're close i'll be there marquia will probably be strong-armed into going i'm gonna convince her uh (laughs) between between him and john schnapp and amy no amy's not going amy can't go friday yeah yeah, but between the two of you uh it's a possibility i'm I'm not gonna say no at this point Tweet at Marquia. Uh, so we might be there. I will be there. So I will see you there if you're in Vegas. I'm terrified of the heat, but excited to meet you. Now, Legion is a show that is so dense that I have to sit and watch it like a book is being read. And I love that about it. But in that, I have not had time. So I promise yeah. you, we will be covering Legion in a giant, like, we've talked every episode about us watching it all at once. Yes. I think Marquis and I are about the same place, like, halfway through. Halfway through. through. <laughs> halfway through. Yeah. Halfway through and then halfway through that episode that's halfway through so that's that's where it is right now and uh, oh my god uh, my favorite so far of the halfway through <laughs> um, is uh, the one where it's like um, um, what uh, I think it's called like chapter 14 um, part 7 where it's um, every it's the it's the multiverse one yeah where it's like branches upon branches mm-hmm. upon branches I was like um, yeah that's fantastic uh, that's where I live I love anything like that I mean Time play is excellent. I love multiverse play. And I love that they did that. And I uh, really love the, the outcome of that particular of that particular episode. It's like everything and it was a it was almost like a, a little bit um like dollhouse meets um oh god, what's what's that one? Uh dollhouse meets um she uh, her name is Taja Marie. No, it's not. Clone Club. Clone Club. Oh, oh, black oh. Orphan Black. Orphan Black. There we go. It we was got like there. Dollhouse yes. meets Orphan Black for me. Yeah, that for seeing that. Weird, but with the pattern. Yeah, Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, she's Tatiana Maslany. Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. Yes. I'm so great at names and titles. I mean, it's a lot of shows. Before we go to Cloak and Dagger, which we all have watched, in the live chat, there's been a few questions. Uh, Sky Patterson, uh, I, I totally get it. We're catching up ourselves, but Brayden uh, said, "Is the TV show Cleanup Crew still a thing? Damage Control is not a thing. Uh, yeah. Damage Control was before Spider-Man: Homecoming did it. Damage Control was an idea they were going to have for, like a sitcom Fox situation mm-hmm. a few years back. As far as I know, that was uh, shut down. There's a lot of shows that get started and don't go anywhere. As far as I know, Damage Control is a thing, and I, I thought they handled that storyline really well in Spider-Man: Homecoming. So it'd be hard mm-hmm. to kind of like, hey, Damage Control is involved and not Michael Keaton. Like it's kind of been touched on. So yeah, just wanted to just wanted to touch on that. Now Cloak and actually before we move on, oh, Cloak and Dagger, yeah, yeah, and then. Real quick, um, just to knock it back to uh, Luke Cage uh, Mm. and um, with uh, Legion, a couple of people in the chat room were saying that they are going to wait for Legion because they want to binge it. Yeah. They want to binge it completely. Make your brain just melt out of your ear. Yeah. Uh, There's a comparison to Westworld with it that maybe if you binge it, you'll understand it 
all together. Waiting week to week, I've definitely had to go, like, have I seen last week's episode? Yeah. I'm confused. And then when you're not sure, you feel more confused. You're like, am I lost or did I miss a week? Like, it's hard to... So I totally <laughs> get the just... merits in watching it all at once and just having the craziest 14 hours of your life. Yeah, I'm at the point where, you know, um, the guy that can change people's minds is whispering in ears. So, mm. yes. I'm not there yet. I'm only halfway. I'm not halfway I'm, to halfway. I'm halfway to the halfway. halfway. Past that's, that's exactly where I was like, oh, oh I, I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. So, uh, Amy, well, you're farther. Yes, uh, so the finale was just last week, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was one of those people that I just, oh, it was very <laughs> difficult to make it through, but I have to say that the, the finale just knocks it out of the park, and yeah. there is a character that comes back from from, you know, previous no episodes. Spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, right? And it's worth it. It's really cool. My favorite character, I would say. Cool. But, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. It's cryptic. We'll see what but, happens when we get yeah, there. Yeah. Now, yeah. a thing I have been watching because... And we will get there. And we will get there. We will. I, <laughs> we I, will. I swear to you, Marvelites. Uh, a show I have been watching, especially since it's more bite size and it's mm. easier to not have to stare at and dissect... I love Cloak and Dagger. Yes. Oh, I am so... I've seen all three episodes. Three, three so far. Three yeah. so far. And I am so on board with Real this. Good. Oh, my God. Because I know, like, uh, Runways, a, a number of people in the chat room were saying that that started filming today. Uh, if so, uh, we we love you, Runaways cast, and yay, <laughs> season two. Um, but for, for this, for Cloak and Dagger, which you can see on Freeform, the level of care that they took with building this world and making it uncomfortable for you at the same time is what <laughs> I really enjoy. With um, Tyrone Johnson's experience, you, you, yes, yes, it is very unfair. It is very unfair to be uh, a, a black person or a black man in this world, and they, they touch on that. It is very unfair to be a female in this world, and they touch on the things that um, Tandy goes through with that. And they, uh, and it's very unfair to be a teenager in this world because people, Assume. people will take advantage of you. They will not pay attention to you. It's like, oh, you don't know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. No, you, you don't know what troubles are. That kind of a thing. You're and, old enough to be taking responsibility, but young mm-hmm. enough people don't trust you. Yeah. Like being there a teenager is like. You're an adult. Handle this responsibility. You're not an adult. You can't do this. It's like, well, I'm an adult. What do you want? Like, like, what do you expect so from me? And the show captures that, I think, yeah. really well. Yeah. I, I, I like the pacing. I really like the color palette that they oh, did with that. I love the yeah. for the show. Yes. I mean, um, Their power set slam dunk. Yeah. Slam dunk with this. The, the dagger and his, like, mm. uh, it looks like a uh, like ink and water. And I love that, like, the air kind of feels like ink and water, his darkness. I love the amount of times they've made stuff out of the cloak, like the different cloaks. Yeah. Like the visual representation of the blanket. The moment the blanket was around him on that roof and it was just straight up comic panel Mm. and it was billowing and I was like, like that was, uh, that was one of those stand up and cheer moments. And like when you can accomplish that in a show, I I actually stood up in my apartment and just started like, they did the thing. Cause it it felt like uh, maximum carnage. It felt like when you watch like read a maximum carnage and they pull out and cloak and dagger are there. I love that imagery. And for me, it's everything I wanted it to be because we loved Runaways so much. This feels like it lives in that world of Runaways. Yeah. And yeah, I, I it, feels, it feels definitely like the Netflix uh, Hulu flavor. And I love that Freeform didn't make it. I love that Freeform's like, hey, we're not a kids network. There are teenagers boning in this truck. I love Pretty that much, they, were, they yeah. like yeah. established. And that they didn't make that guy a dick. As no, soon no, as no. He guy, was a, Liam is yeah. a nice person. Because they started like in the moment. Like, he's he, a criminal, he a but he's a nice person. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, how easy would it be to make this guy a, like 
oh, she's just a girl, and like she's my, she's the thief. Because she's so the, tired, so tired of that trope. That's the thing is they made him like mm. compassionate and help her, and I was like, oh, this show's writing doesn't play on tropes; it plays on a- a- the opposite of expectations. Mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed the fact that I'm always guessing about what a character's choice is going to be. Also, uh, I spoke with Olivia Holt and Aubrey yeah. Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, like in real life and uh they were just so appreciative of these roles for them they have been marvel fans for a long time and they understand just how big a deal this is that uh even olivia she said that when she got a call from um jeff Loeb, yeah he said okay i have three words for you welcome to marvel and she was saying that story she had chills and she was just i mean when you're a part of something like this, you have to know that, dang, this is a big deal and you need to respect it. Yeah. And they do. And yeah. I think that's what makes it even more more beautiful. Well, that's what I love so much about Ryan. Like, when Ryan comes on the show, Ryan's like eight. Ryan yeah. Sands, who, who's Jeffrey Wilder on Runaways, uh, is is now a friend because of Marvel. Like, like yeah, I love how, he's a pretty cool guy. I love how that, like, the Marvel world brought us together. And talented art. Yeah, no, he's so good mm-hmm. designing shoes and, like, so many things. Like, I love that Marvel brought us together and then that guy who's loved comics that much his whole life got to play someone in runaways mm-hmm. like i love when people that are invested in the world then get to be a part of the world and mm-hmm. and it sounds like she's that and i and i really love the runaways cloak and dagger world i'm at runaways season two is filming now i'm so excited for season two i'm so excited to hear from from ryan about that madness mm-hmm. um I, I think we're in a really good tv zone it, it's the first time in my adult life and i was talking to amy dallin about this on, on heroes that we it feels like when you go to the comic store there's the spinner rack but it's your tv it feels oh, yeah, like yeah. when you used to the comic, or when like you that. still go to the comic store, and you're like, I want to feel this, I want to feel this, this is me. And like right now, you can go like, Preacher, Cloak and Dagger, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all different feelings, and you can just experience comics. And this yeah. is the first time they're all of quality, so it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like you have to choose like darkness, lesser, light and fluffy, lesser. Like they're all good. Oh, yeah, and they're all in different ways. Massively yeah. different. Uh, also, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5 is on Netflix now, so if you cool. haven't seen so it. That's fine. Um, something to keep in mind with um, people that are um, Runaways people and then they're you know transitioning over to, oh, let me check out Cloak and Dagger. Keep in mind that Runaways um, was basically telling two points of view at the same time. Yeah. It had um, the parents and then it also had um, the teenagers, the the Runaways and, and the such. Uh, for Cloak and Dagger, it is their show. So yeah. it is mm-hmm. it is being told from their point of view and focused it is very... focused on there i mean you you do interact with um parents um but it is it is their point of view so keep that in mind when you are watching this if for instance you um have a mm, you know i'm not even gonna go there uh, <laughs> so yeah just keep it in mind that it is all from their perspective and they are trying to figure things out um in a world that kind of feels like it's against them mm-hmm. you know and, um, and it's in new orleans and i i think they really yeah. do they really do capture that yeah. while with runaways being set in like brentwood you know yeah. los angeles um they really do capture the flavor of new orleans uh in my experience i've only been there like twice and only remember most of it part of it no one so, does that to you but it was it was um the people were epic there really enjoyed and the food oh the food oh food food isn't real food in la compared to yeah, new orleans, new orleans got some food. i will say that so uh i'm really enjoying it it's only three episodes in it's a great show to catch up on now it's really good uh it's a little lighter so that's one we'll we'll fall an episode or two behind but we'll be able mm-hmm. to talk about like like we did today without it being like let's dissect the minutia of uh, and it, it's fantastic. I also, before we go on to our Mary Marvelites, want to bring up something awesome that happened at the MTV Movie Awards. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys watched the MTV Movie Awards, but uh, did you guys happen to see the Black Panther thing that happened? 
I saw that Black I Panther something. won something. So, Chadwick Boseman, I'm so glad I get that. to share this with you guys. Uh, Chadwick Boseman won the Best Hero Award yes. at the MTV Movie Awards. It was presented by Olivia Munn and uh, Miss Zazie Beetz. So, Psylocke mm-hmm. and freaking Domino presented Black Panther an award. That was how my brain saw it. Excellent. Uh, so, it was this really cool moment of like, look at what's happening. So, he accepts the Best Hero Award, gives a very sweet speech, thanks the fans, runs around, claps, and all the while it's Chadwick Boseman, so he's regal. Like, there's just, yeah. he has that nest where you're like, that quiet oh, whatever I say feels like a decree. But then the coolest thing happened for me was James Shaw Shaw Jr., who was the guy who single-handedly stopped the gunman at the Waffle House. Uh, You probably heard about it briefly, but not Mm. enough because there wasn't nearly enough coverage about it. Uh, This show is not getting into politics. I'm not going to dive into that. I'm only going to say James Shaw Jr., no matter how you cut your politics, is a hero. He saved lives. He took a gun out of a man's hand with his own bare hands and burnt his hand on that gun while wrestling a gun away from someone and single-handedly saved lives. Hero, period. Hard stop. This man was at the MTV Movie Awards on stage, Chadwick Boseman stopped everything and said what a real hero is is James Shaw Jr. pulled him up on stage and gave him the award because he's the true best hero. Yes. So, best hero of the year at the MTV Movie Awards was Mr. James Shaw Jr. And I just want to give a moment of appreciation for a man that saved lives with his own bare hands because that's what a hero does. And I want to give a thank you to Chadwick Boseman for not just recognizing that, but for being a leader that we need. Being a man that shows us how to be better. So, thank you. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. Oh, I know he went to story. share that yeah. spotlight. It meant so much to me. Like, seeing yeah. that moment, I was like, I haven't had a reason to watch the MTV Movie Awards in 40 years. <laughs> uh, so, like, that was a really cool thing to have happened. So, I just think that, that leaving the politics out of it, I that was a beautiful thing. So, that's, that was, uh, yeah. So, everyone, watch that clip. I'll, I, I tweeted it, like, 10 minutes before the show. So, it's on my Twitter. It's it's a really cool thing that happened. So, uh, any of this news you guys want to talk about before we move on to Mary Marvel? It's... Um, no, I, I think that, um, with the Incred- Incredibles 2 coming out and, uh, obviously Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out soon, I'm just really excited for everyone. I think that, um, as, as myself, you know, I haven't really been into comics as long as a lot of you guys have, but mm-hmm. it's been so nice to be able to really experience these movies, like, one after the other, yeah. and Deadpool and all of this, so I hope that you guys, you know, like, venture outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, anything for Mary Marlitz? Um, we had a light news week, so I wanted to see. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty light news week. I'm trying to think if there's a uh, anything else. I'm trying not to mix it up with uh, DC stuff. <laughs> Because, you know, um, as our title is. Okay, but I will say this one thing. So um, at E3, um, I did get to play uh, DC uh, Lego DC Supervillains, which is adorable. <laughs> and it's it's there. It really is. Um, I very much enjoyed that. Uh, I like the, the customization of it. And I'll put, um, I'll put Capture up on my Twitter because uh, right now I don't really have a, a place to be able to do all my DC stuff. I know Koi and I are trying to as figure much as that out. Because it's, yeah. yeah, it's a thing. Amalgam Universe. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I love for, talking DC. They're like, killing it in commentary. Oh, that, that animated and like mm-hmm. yeah, um, but yeah for for video games, yes, get um, Spider Man. Obviously, get Spider Man, and go ahead and get um, Lego DC Super Villains. I'm definitely going to get it. Uh, it's because the customization of it, you can um, do where it's like um, 
uh, okay, so one of the first powers that you get is you get uh, a heat ray. Okay, so it's like you can decide, does that come through my eyes? Is it this yes. hand? What's the color? What's it look like? I mean, I just love that for, and then put that together with the Lego game, and that's, I'm I'm on board. <laughs> so once Marvel has a Lego Marvel we'll super villain, then we'll talk about that, and I'll play as Thanos and Killmonger. <laughs> yeah. I'll be Loki and just mischief my way through the game. Yeah. Uh, all the news we talked about today, anything that jumped out to you? You know, the only thing that I was thinking was um, Cloak and Dagger, to bring it way way back. But mm-hmm. I'm really loving um, being able to discover their powers with the two of them. And I'm loving that we're three episodes in and we're still, we're on this journey with them. Instead of it mm-hmm. being like, these are these characters and this is what they do. Now we're going to go save people. You really get to have, you're with these teenagers who are exploring themselves and discovering this weird, crazy thing, which is what your teenage years are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you get to be on that journey with them. So I'm really enjoying the pace that Cloak and Dagger is doing, and I love that. Thank you. Anything uh, as a non comic person that con- not confused you, but all the stuff we talked <laughs> about, are you like, what is that? And uh, how do I, what? Oh, you know God. I mean? I mean, I usually just ask you immediately. That's true. That's that, so that does true. Help. I, I, I know nothing about comics, I rely on him completely. Um, Pop, 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 pop. No, I'm, I'm killing airtime. Go. Okay. okay. I'm glad you're yeah. excited uh, Then fine, other E3 games that you should pay attention to. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, definitely. Uh, if you've never heard of Dragon Quest XI, uh, it's a fun um, you know, action RPG fantasy um, RPG game. Uh, what was another one? There was uh, Hitman 2. I'm going to be back into the Hitman series things because um, <laughs> I played that one also. And... Um, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I mean, always. Of course. Okay, and now Mary Marvel. Now Mary Marvelettes. Now Mary Marvelettes. Uh, shout out to Ken from Chicago at Ken from Chicago. Some call me D at Darren Jacques. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. John Salito at John Salito. Christopher Witt at WB Caw. Dominic Figuli at D Figuli. Michael Nortz at Here's Mikey. Yeah. James Fergan at JL Fergan. Uh, Shadohari at Shadohari. Um, uh, Winston. Winston um, uh, Executable at uh, X Winston. I know him from uh, Hyper RPG. He's oh, always yeah. in the uh, chat room during um, 10 Candles. Welcome. Uh, so, yeah, comments and questions uh, from Ryan Street at RyeBread8484. This isn't Marvel news related, but it is Marvel related. I keep hearing small bits on shows about people being upset about the, re-num- uh, the renumbering of the Marvel comics. Uh, <laughs> comics. I, don't full, I don't fully appreciate the debate as I've never heard the whole story from either side. Discussion for the show. That would take about an hour? Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. I've got strong feelings. Actually, I'd love to hear your thoughts, and then I'll give mine. As a non-deep comic person, mm. and as someone that collected like intermittently, I'd love to hear the different thoughts. Mm. So the question is, well, okay, so there there was a certain number, For and example, there was an order, and they changed Spider-Man has been volume one, volume two, volume yeah. three, and they always go back to the old numbering system. So Spider-Man, for example, next this week, this Wednesday, yes. number 801 comes out. Okay. In three weeks, Spider-Man number one comes out. They renumber to number one with a new creative team. All of the legacy of 801 disappears. So, obviously, I'm being very subtle about my thoughts. Yeah, and exactly. then, for instance, Black Panther date, uh, dates back to, uh, was 1970s, I think, uh, is when it started. I don't think that was 60s. I think it was 70s. Um, and it just recently um, released a Black Panther 1 with Wakanda in space. And that was on May 23rd, I want to say. So um, when you have something that's like that 
chunk of a time yeah. of like comics, comics, comics. And then you, um, so you have people that are like, oh, hey, so yeah, you know, um, well, for me, I'll say Christopher Priest, you know, uh, the client, you know, and then um, within that run, mm-hmm. you could be like, oh, uh, yeah, volume uh, 17, which is such and such this. While when there are people that when you, Renumber everything back to one again. Then it's like, There's what like is it that ones. you mean? So that's what uh, the uh, that's what the discussion is. So the two sides are one side is number ones bring people in. Uh, there's so many people right now. They're like, oh, Amazing Spider-Man number one. I'll pick that up because I know I can just jump in. The other side is there are now I think at least seven or eight Amazing Spider-Man number ones since '63. So mm-hmm. my opinion is, and what's also going to happen is, there's Amazing Spider-Man number one. They're probably going to get to like Amazing Spider-Man '79, and they're going to look at them ending on '801, and then. All of a sudden, it's going to be Spider-Man 880 because they're going to want to get it to 900. And then there's going to be a few months of it going back to the old numbering system. And then it's going to get to be too big again. And then they're going to change it back to number one. And I'm going to have a seizure. That's why it's such a huge discussion. So people that um, are all about the sequential order and have been, you know, bulk, you know, collecting comics are their particular character. Then it's like having these ones, you know. And then there's people that are like, well... There's a mountain of comics. What in the world am I supposed to start with? Let me start with one. So that's no. what the discussion is. It's intimidation of the big number. No. 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 <laughs> no, because as someone who like wants to start getting into comics, you have to respect everything that's happened. So you might be like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to read 800 comics, 800 mm-hmm. issues. But you can start wherever and just you know, kind of ride that wave. There's two sources you can go to. Actually, three. Google and see when a new arc started by just looking at, like, (laughs) new team, whatever. Uh, Your local comic shop guy, if you have one close by, if you live near a comic store. Now, I know a lot of you don't. The more I'm on the internet, the more I realize local comic shops are hard to come by. So, two is a little tricky. Or three, us. Keep the numbers alive. I think it's yes. important. It's a, I collect, so I have long boxes. If my long boxes suddenly change to a new number one, I have to get a file thing. I put it in there. It says a new volume. It drives me nuts. I take it out when it goes back to the old number. I like my numbers. So, well, for me. And especially, collective. like, with Marvel Movie News, we're at 185. That feels so much better than number one again, volume four, this year. Yeah. Like, what if we renumbered every year? What if it was one through 50 no! year four? Well, actually, no. we'll, we will probably have to um, start numbering from when cast changes happen. Yeah. Yeah, so then, be like, so then yeah. One. So like no. three years ago, it would have been yeah. back to one. Like in Matt, Matt Cook leaves, I'm here. It's a new number one. Yeah, exhausting. So <laughs> no. I personally, well, when you I think like of it, it like that, but I'm, I also like the accessibility of it because then there's also if you um, tell someone, be like, oh yeah, Marvel movie news. Uh, here's episode 185. They'll be like, um, you know, I'll get around to it sometime. Mm-hmm. That's tricky. You know, or it'll be something like Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, there's five seasons. Be like, yeah. uh, oh. I guess I'll start with season one sometime. What I would do is I would have <laughs> 801 as the number and then in parentheses a new number one and the volume underneath. And I'd have a, I'd have like a, a setup so you could see a system of where to jump on. Like, this is a new creative team. This is number one with them. This is volume five. This is the original legacy number. I'd, I'd, I'd start a universal system of what all of the important relevant information is. But that's also tricky to I get mean... a system. This is such a huge discussion. (laughs) It so is. I say stick to the numbers, guys. Such a huge discussion. I feel like you're missing out on other big landmarks. So are you telling me that Spider-Man's never gotten to a thousand issues? Not yet, because they keep... What the heck? Action 
comics has. Action Comics has. <laughs> yeah. 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 Action, well, Action Comics started yeah. in the 40s, so they had more time. Yeah. But uh, the, the, and the other thing is uh, Deadpool just got to 300, and like the last issue of Gary Dugan's run was 300. A new team of Scotty Young. Oh my God, is it good. If you like Deadpool, the movie, the new Spider-Man, I mean, the new, oh, no, the new Deadpool is in the movie-verse. It's, it's very Slips. much Ryan Reynolds' character. What? So the new Deadpool number one, Scotty Young's writing it, yeah. feels like the movie. So if you love the movies, it feels like the movie. But that's a new number one. So right. we just had 300, and now they're like, one. So it's like, maddening. No. Anyway. Uh, any other questions of, of Nick? Uh, yeah. Um, this is from Ken from Chicago. Uh, will Coy and Marquia cosplay as Ant-Man and the Wasp? Only um, if I'm the Wasp. Uh, if somebody wants to hook that up for me, then I will <laughs> totally cosplay as the Wasp this, uh, or Ant-Man. Um, either one I'm cool with. <laughs> <laughs> or, and, um, and Anthony's in the booth right now just like no I always cosplay you, just, you guys just oh, don't guys. see me yeah you guys don't see yeah, Anthony each and every time. in Ant-Man garb right, right now. now he's this big <laughs> and I think yeah. we got one more and then uh, from Jay Soap uh, at Jay Soap if Comcast ends up getting Fox do the Marvel properties revert back to Disney anyway that's what that's, that's what you know that's what the the scuttlebutt is but honestly I, I don't I don't see Comcast being, you know, they're they're a company, they're a business. If they end up acquiring it, they're gonna want to at least have some of that Marvel money mm-hmm. for a while, if not always. And the Hulk it. just gets more complicated because more, more, yeah. more and more complicated, more and more complicated. That's the rumor, so. but I'm not a lawyer, and I, like, we get asked that question a fair amount. We do just... get asked that question a lot. Um, yeah, not not certain. I know what I would do in a business sense, but then also, um, Comcast doesn't have the um, Mm, doesn't have the was it? I'm not going to say the business acumen, acumen, but they wouldn't know how to handle Marvel yeah, the if line. they mm-hmm. if they acquired it. I don't think I don't think they would. And then I'm I'm completely of the camp and of the mind that no matter what, Disney will end up with Marvel. It's just um, a matter of patience and a matter of money. Yeah, and they have both. Yeah. So uh, time will tell. I believe that is all of the Marvel Moon. moon, 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 moon. Yep. See, I'm done with the <laughs> talking, show because I can't talking. speak. Uh, anything you guys want to plug before we take off? Uh, sure. Go ahead, Amy. Uh, well, you guys can find me on Geek Bomb stuff. I do things there. It's fun. It's nerdy. And there's a new video that I just edited and wrote, and it's about Ant-Man and the Wasp. So a little backstory for that. Also here, uh, you guys can see me on Box Office Breakdown. Marvel TV Weekly on AfterBuzz, and there's another one, Netflix Picks, on AfterBuzz as well. And you guys can find me on all social media at MTC. Boom. Okay, I've been doing a lot of RPGing lately. I know if you've seen on my Twitter and then on my Instagram, and I've <laughs> added cosplay elements to it. That's why my hair is like this. I am playing a Magic Girl tonight, Sailor Moon RPG. That is going to be um, twitch.tv slash hyperRPG. Uh, that's at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, so... Uh, however you want to convert that in Google, um, PDT, PST, PT, everyone that you put in Google, it comes out to the same time. So uh, there's that. And um, if you're in the Hollywood area and you love um, improv, I'll be doing improv this Thursday night um, with my uh, one of my groups, um, Black by Popular Demand. So uh, that will be in a, and look it's on fun. my Twitter. So um, I'll be posting about that in my group. Essence Improv will have another thing coming up. And then I will be defending my roguelike championship. Uh, I won the title last week. I'm not completely certain how I did it because I, I was not explained all of the rules to the game. <laughs> um, but it is basically a, 
Uh, it's basically just an RPG uh, D&D kind of style thing with hidden agendas and the ca- the chat room gives you characters. Uh, and I had some pretty fun characters. My first character was um, Son Goku. And then um, my second character was a three-headed monster named uh, Hela. <laughs> so yeah it's super fun and um check my twitter and i have the time for that but that is also at hyper rpg so um twitter and instagram m-a-r-k-e-i-a-m-c-c-a-r-2-a and i finally can talk about the thing i've been doing so i've actually got something to say for once uh <laughs> arena is a game that i host it is called the arena it is mammoth mini is the arena it is much like a a phone trivia game but with teams so you join it you play it i'm one of the hosts of it uh it is three times a day every day 21 games a week it is so much fun and i am the full of your phones i'm reading you questions you guys are answering and the best thing is we, we like literally just paypal you money uh the money is real it comes right at you so uh, looked up the arena it is one of the top and we just announced it and it's already one of the top 50 apps in ios which makes me so proud so one of the biggest apps in the world i am one of the guys running i'm very proud of it uh so check out the arena and i also have my insta reviews and i also will be at fan, thank you so much amazing con in yeah. vegas is the name of it and uh mr rob liefeld coming. Lewis Tan's going to be there. Charlie Cox, who is Daredevil, is going to be there. Jason mm-hmm. David Frank, the Green Power Ranger. Brianna Hildebrand, uh, the One Punch Man guys. And Ed McGinnis, who is the art inspiration for my tattoo, is going to be there. So I'm going to talk to him about my tattoo. There's so much glory. So that's in Vegas, the 29th, 30th, and 1st. I'll be there. Marquis is getting kidnapped. Uh, <laughs> so tweet at me. I love you guys. I can be found at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.